Hey guys, welcome back to the Faithlands Podcast. I'm your host, Ashish John Jairaj, and I'm back. <laughs> it's been a while, yes. It's been a month now that I've uh, recorded. And in my defense, um, what can I say? I can say that uh, the creative process behind making a podcast wasn't quite happening all this while. I, I can say that. And I really, you know, I just can't be satisfied with something which is not important for my listeners to think about. And what I have today is something for you guys to think about and to apply as well. What is the root and what's the heart of the matter today? It is racism, my friends. Yes. Racism, which, which is apparently trending right now. It's been masked by what's called the murder of George Floyd on May 25th, right? So, uh, many things are happening and I hope the riots and the, riots and the protests which are happening will also uh, bring some good change in society. And um, today, uh, the podcast is actually inspired by a conversation and dialogue which happened recently between Stephen Furtick and Pastor John Gray uh, who spoke to the heart of the problem and I also would like to add some thoughts and some value to what they have said and I encourage you all to make some notes if possible uh, it will be helpful for you guys to, to think about and so I have some really important points today and please do go ahead and I encourage you all to make notes and also to share these points and the podcast itself will be really helpful well today's topic I, uh, which I should say is become the bridge and starting off with the matter itself and when I was trying to pick prepare right for this podcast I thought to dwell into the scriptures and try to figure out what I need to say for today and for this recording so I was noticing um, one time in scripture how Jesus stood for people that others didn't stand for and he stood by people that others didn't stand with and in a moment where all the nations are collectively reeling from the atrocity of the murder of George Floyd in the streets on the streets of Minneapolis Minnesota in the US at the hands of a law enforcement officer I thought it was time for us to sit down and have a conversation today's podcast will feel a little different than the typical podcast because there comes a time where in order to take a stand, first you have to take a seat. And I think the reason that Jesus was able to stand with people and stand for things that mattered to the heart of his father is because he sat with people to understand their situations. And I think that's a really important point to make note of is in order to stand or in order to take a stand First, you have to take a seat. That's a good point. Now, 
we talk about the power of our diversity, right? Even in India, I mean, we have and we live in a very diverse culture, but yet and yet, if I celebrate that diversity but never address the disparity, to me that's hypocrisy. I believe in the season, silence is agreement. And see, I do not want or do not need you to quietly tell me that you're thinking about it or praying about it. I need you to publicly say this is wrong and because this is not just about the race, this is just, it's about justice and the entire Bible, I should say, is, speaks about justice throughout the whole Bible. And what we see in present times is a full lack of humanity. The idea itself is a lack of humanity. For example, let's say if I put my knee in the neck of a dog and it was caught on camera or on video, everyone would want me tortured to death or even or in a jail perhaps because they have more compassion on a dog than we have for a man dying in the street. And that's a problem. And that's a hard problem. It's an empathy problem and it is systemic and it is spiritual at its root. We need to stand for what's, tr what's, tr what's the right thing and for the truth and just using whatever influence we have to get the word out to the people to change mindsets. Right? I do not want our podcast uh, to be a simple and aesthetic, to be pleasing but to minister under the problem itself. And let's say we ask some questions here. What's at fault here? Yeah. What is at fault here? I'll tell you, it's very simple. Our judgmental minds are at fault here. I speak for our society basically. Let's say if I am the black guy in a hoodie in a white neighborhood or a Muslim or a Christian in a Hindu neighborhood, See, I'm a good guy, but if they, if they get to know me and they'll know I'm not what they think because oftentimes we look at the image and not the substance. And that's a good point to make note of. <laughs> we look at the image and not the substance. We need to learn how to see people through the lens of grace. So I extend the grace that I want people to have towards me honoring all cultures even if I don't understand them right and past and pastor John Gray rightly said uh, in the conversation he had with Stephen uh, he said I'm willing to step into other people's reality so that I can feel what it is like to be like them the, the challenge is I don't often see that coming the other way because if there's ever empathy, then we wouldn't see this lack of humanity. So when I think about what so critical for us to understand in this moment, is the idea of diversity versus inclusion, right? Now, Pastor John Gray also uh, speaks about the treatment as a black man he is. He mentions how bad his neighbors used to treat him and his family. Um, so their neighbors used to, used to tell them uh, you know, you used to tell him things like, I don't like you 
and I don't want to know you. And your kids are too loud in your backyard. And I need you to tell your kids to be quiet because they are disturbing my peace. Also, I don't like the way you parked your car in your driveway. <laughs> you see how um, cold the human heart is in this scene. The society needs to embrace the totality of individuals so I can trust you with my life and soul because I've been carrying this pain for far too long for you to be silent. Imagine the social and racial inequity and bigotry such individuals face every day. Right? The blackness and racial indifference of a person is weaponized even before they know the content of their character. And I should repeat this again. The blackness and racial indifference of a person is weaponized even before they know the content of their character. So are we going to change this and heal this on a legislative level? No. Why? Because this is not a legislative that you can, you can pass and, and bring a law to change someone's heart. You can't change someone's heart from the law. And that's why this conversation and that's why this podcast needs to come about and spread through people because ultimately God doesn't want this to be happening. It, we, do not, we do not have to put a law in place for people to respect others. Right? That's just ridiculous. How can we change someone's heart is to have this conversation. And see, it can only be changed when, I should say, the Holy Spirit can change the heart and change their mind and change their perspective and change their perceptions and give people the value that every single human being that God ever created has the same inherent value because of the blood of Jesus, I should say. I have the same right to live, the same right to pursue my dreams as everyone. And see, I'm not talking uh, about special treatment to specific communities. I'm talking about equal treatment to all. And this fault also sheds light to a system of our society at large, which, which has embraced to allow this, this sickness to permeate. And I believe we, we are sick with the sin of silence, the sin of apathy, and the sin of indifference. The church, the public, needs to be public and to, be, to pray and think about over the sickness the society dwells upon. The sin of indifference is for me uh, to say, uh, well, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. You, you, you see how um, innocent that sounds on, on the surface, but it becomes an excuse for me to say that just because I haven't experienced it in that way, it doesn't exist. Now you can't give that as an excuse now, can you? Now, does it take an image that grotesque and flagrant to get our attention? To me, this moment that we are in is symbolic of the sickness that we have allowed yet will give more attention to symptom of it than the sickness beneath it and that's the sickness of our hearts 
and coming back to the question itself it should take an image of a man man's life that is ebbing away in front of us and then after he is dead you know he was the, the police officer was still on his neck for more than 3 minutes and that's just simple cruelty and that's a lack of human empathy and i don't know what was in the mind of the officer at the time but there are four more officers and you tell me that they all couldn't figure out a way to pick him up and get him in the car i can already see them um framing this narrative they put out this uh, prelim autopsy report that says well he had some coronary issues and you know his arteries were clogged and things like you know uh, well they were telling things like uh, he had some narcotics in his system and he had some hypertension so you know these are some things they're throwing out there as an excuse of sorts so if you're telling me if those in those 9 minutes you give me the proportional statistical possibility that he was going to die in those 9 minutes in the back of a car versus having a knee on his neck and telling that's a valid argument <laughs> it's not it's not a valid argument and we should stop dehumanizing him and criminalizing him and the people who say well what he did wasn't enough to die for even if he did what they said which is apparently maybe he forged a check a 20 dollar check and if he and if he did then serve the time for it for for that after after due process you know that's a process for it but you don't die for writing a bad check it's, it's ridiculous and i just give you an understanding of what happened and i think the church as a whole and the society as a whole um, has a has a kind of stewardship when the national consciousness and the international consciousness is pierced even for a moment it gives us a window and it gives us an opportunity to speak to the horror that people feel truth of the matter is that there is so much despair in us and our thoughts it's it's a it's overwhelming for and it's challenging the silence and numbness we have you know it's actually easy um, to fall prey to despair to say well uh, will things ever change uh, despair is just as deadly as denial the moment i start to think well what can i do i can't change this i don't know the president <laughs> i'm not able to affect the legislation i don't really understand all the surrounding issues at hand nobody's going to listen to me the moment i start to give into that moment that i just accept it and tolerate it i give up the possibility to change it itself and we we can't just feel bad about these things it doesn't change anything repentance is greater and different than guilt repentance means change direction uh, in the old testament context and change your mind in the new testament context in the bible so it means we change the direction we do it differently we have to do this differently than we've been doing it or we're going to continue to see this and and we're going to feel bad about it and the only way to break the cycle is to repent 
repentance is not to lie down and cry it's to get up and walk in a different direction um and in closing i should say it's a hard problem which needs dialogue and conversations permeating the society to start with the family to ultimately change the world when the conversation happens in the family in in the kitchen table in a, a, in a coffee time you can change the world by just this conversation itself so guys that's what i had in mind for this podcast is to get the heart of the problem is to see people are, are there who are trying to build these bridges and it's also our responsibility to build that bridge to come to the center of the bridge and, and look upon the god who created us to who, who has all the mercy and grace upon us but then we are here putting down and you know bombing all the bridges whatever possible there is to build and that's why my friends i would like to encourage you to become the bridge for the people who are being oppressed and you have a privilege which others don't if you are a white man you ha- i can say that you have a white privilege where other skin colors and cultures can't have that same privilege so i should, i can tell you that you can use that privilege to stand for these people who are being oppressed so whenever there is some kind of a problem we all as a collective unit should focus on that problem and then move on to a different problem so this is a problem which we have which is called racism my friends i want you guys um, to to start a dialogue and a conversation with the family because all the problems can be sorted within the family itself and that's the beautiful thing which is happening right now every one of us are at homes with our family and once we start having this conversation and dialogue uh, to open the hearts and open the minds you know and to educate people of what's happening to educate of what they don't know and this is what is happening right now in the world it will bring change not only to america in particular but then in india and all over the world when people will start seeing the content of each individual's character and not the image but the substance of the character and that my friends is what i had in mind for today um, i'm so thankful that uh, i got this idea and i should thank pastor steven and pastor john gray for having this conversation and for uh, inspiring me to inspire the whole context of this podcast and guys i, I would like to say that i'm sorry that it took me so long but i would be back the podcast very soon with with the same kind of um valuable thoughts and points for you to uh intake and permeate to your families and friends god bless have a good one take care